Blind your eyes, steal your tongue, take it when you're over. Welcome back, Barely Watchable Podcast. This week, we watched No Country for Old Men. <laughs> or at least, no way, this movie was the exact same plot as No Country for Old Men, just slightly worse. That is Hollywood Cop. Hollywood Cop. Amir Shervan's first movie, probably his best thus far that we've seen out of the two. For sure. Uh Probably just a rough draft of Samurai Cop. I think that's, <laughs> that's what exactly this was. what it was. It was just a rough draft, and he's like, "You know what? I'm going to make something better than this." I just let's do our shot first. This one, I gotta, ha- I gotta have a little liquid uh, courage here. <laughs> All right, Prost. That is this, shot is, is this like the shot that they did in in um, <laughs> after their Arby's trip um, when they were about to go <laughs> the world's saddest. Toast potentially. <laughs> well, we, it was good at first. Like, oh, we're gonna go to a, a oily, you know, women wrestling bar. Woo shots! And then she's like, "And possibly save my son." <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like going to a oiled up wrestling women wrestling uh, drinking establishment before you go save your son. <laughs> All right, before you get into one word, we are, we're talking about the mud wrestling. Might as well talk about for a tad here more. Most detective like TV shows and movies, it's the same cop. Like he only focuses on his work. Like the detective that works twenty two hours a day and doesn't sleep, and all he thinks about is his cases and solving crime. <laughs> this cop's like, hey, you know what? I respect him because he took his time to decompress. He had time to not work on the case. He did a little mud wrestling with some naked women. He, uh, he has time for hot dogs, has time for Arby's, you know, he's, (laughs) he's got all the time in the world. Old Turk, old Turk short for Turkey, which is short for turquoise. (laughs) He's got double, triple nicknames. The names in this movie were fantastic. It was, you had Turkey, you had Jaguar, you had animal, uh, spaghetti. I was waiting for yeah, them to be like, you could call me T for short, even shorter than Turk. <laughs> My just really go, good friends call go, me T. <laughs> Mr. T. Do you guys have one word? Mine is Bush. <laughs> We've got Bush. There was a lot of 80s Bush in this movie. A lot. I was going to go with flat titties, but... <laughs> not a whole lot of titties no not at all really Amir Shervan <laughs> was conservative in his first movie there was more bush than there was titties in this movie <laughs> yeah I mean I, I don't really have I, I'm trying to think how he I don't have a, a really good word but um, when he's writing these movies like I'm just trying to think of what his what his thought process is on the dialogue because the dialogue is just so short. <laughs> Everything is right to the point. Short. You you don't you don't. There's no messing around. You don't have to figure anything out. It's like go here. We're going here. You know. <laughs> this pretty much sums it up. Hey, what's happening over there? I don't know, but I sure feel sorry for the people who have to deal with him. Him? Who is he? He's Turk. Turk? Who's that? He's a cop. He is. He's a good cop. Really? Yeah. I wonder if maybe he might be able to help me. I'm sure he can. How convenient. <laughs> That's pretty much was the convenient. whole movie. No, she was right outside the cop station. 
because she's been trying to get them to to uh, help her find her kidnapped son. But what's hilarious is this rape and murder. It's like right across the street that's happening from the cop station. The cops are just sitting outside waiting for their lieutenant. They're not going in to stop this rape and murder. Cops are very <laughs> lax. Uh, about rape and robbery in progress. Like yeah, I like robbery, <laughs> not rape and murder. Rape. I think there's a first of all. How do they know there's a rape and robbery? Did someone call the police? They, I think they said like the hotel manager like buzzed in and said, "Hey, there's a rape and robbery in five <laughs> twelve. How do you know? <laughs> well, I like how you're waiting. Like if you hear gunshots, like a cop's not like, "Well, I can't go and see what's happening. I gotta wait for like my my lieutenant." Well, the Uvalde, the Uvalde police said that, but. <laughs> So maybe that is true. I don't know. They're waiting for like Lieutenant Maxwell's <laughs> approval on literally everything. I know. <laughs> they need his approval to get just a hot dog. <laughs> Let's talk about Lieutenant Maxwell because I'm not sure how he still has a job. It seems like he takes these cases and then just doesn't doesn't finish them at all. Doesn't finish. <laughs> but I love when when she goes, "Who's got who's who are you talking to?" Oh, M- Maxwell. They're like, "Oh, Maxwell." If only everybody was that real about their coworkers that suck, <laughs> you know, like, "Oh, you got him working with you." Oh, yikes, that sucks. <laughs> You're not getting anything done. I wrote down. It's funny cuz I'm looking at my notes right now. And I, this is the things I wrote. I wrote a lot of talking over each other and cutting in and sound was horrible. This sounds like our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there was constantly uh, like people not even finishing a sentence. Like even at one scene, is like, he's a cop, cop, cop. I mean, let, wouldn't let the other person finish and they like chop over each other. What's so hard <laughs> about editing? I mean, I, yeah, I was my brutal. thing is like our, our cell phones take better movies. Like you could, we don't even have to edit in voices and, and sounds like you could just record on a phone and it would sound better than what, what he's got going on. Here. Not only that, I mean, the editing is so bad that they just left shit in there. Cause when that little boy talks, he screws up like constantly <laughs> they just, and they just fucking left it. It's like, if you're going to edit it, if you're not going to, it's more, they, re- it's more they, real. They way. basically did the whole sound themselves because they, nothing was, um, I don't know. What, what do you call it? There's a word for it. Like ADT or AD ADR. something. ADR. There was nothing in this movie that they actually filmed and sound at the same time. So they, they're in a room redoing this. Why wouldn't you, if the kid's like, you know, there, there goes my dog, uh, 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 dog, you know, why would they just cut that shit out? You know, I think ADT is the security company that runs all the commercials all the time. (laughs) Could be. I was going to say like this movie, was it hour 40? Is it hour 40? The first 10 minutes, felt like an eternity but like a good eternity like i like uh, rebecca black saturday i I don't want this day to end like that's mm-hmm. the first 10 minutes the next hour 30 is like man this is taking forever when is it gonna end kind of it's like you're saying it's um it's basically scenes it's a like a rough copy for samurai cop and there's even like the same lines used in this movie as it is there was one they they say keep the buns warm twice in this movie and they say it twice in samurai samurai cop as well there's a lot of repeat i think in, uh, if i remember in samurai cop um he wants to like bang her or something about and then he's like oh, keep it warm like telling her to keep her vagina warm while he's gone she's actually up in the in the uh in the helicopter and she's like i'm keeping it warm for you <laughs> she even sells back to him like that right and yeah. here in holiday yeah holiday holiday cop <laughs> that's the next one in uh hollywood cop um he's like 
getting the hot dog is here. Keep it warm for me. I know. So yeah, it, I think Amir Shervan, like he's obviously an immigrant. Like I think the yeah, first no shit. bit of, was, I think like the first sexual lingo he heard was like "keep it warm," and he just. I think the only I think the only three movies that he's ever seen before he started filming was Porky's. Lethal, Lethal Weapon, Weapon and Dirty Harry. Yeah, I think those are the only three movies. That's he's a good ever call because there's total Lethal Weapon and Dirty Harry in this. Yes, big time. Which and, one of those three movies had a decapitation in it? Because there's a decapitation in the first ten minutes. Well, I of think that comes from his Iran heritage. <laughs> we, can, we have to talk it's about this part. We have to talk the rape about scene. This. Well, the whole thing, that whole that whole part. I mean, I, that whole like you said, the intro of the movie was awesome. We start off with all these gangsters in like this house with all these women. It looks like Andrew Tate's house. It's like fucking awesome. It's like there's like 40 women half naked. And he's like, yep, you're going to be working for me. You're going to be working for me. You're going to be working for me. You're going to stay here because you're going to be really working for me. <laughs> you know? Even, I just remember that now. I just remember now. That part where he says that. Well, he's looking at these girls. He's like, yeah, girls, you know, you're going to be working for me. And again, you know, instead of just like, having someone talk or do something they show each girl they go by each one and it's just not you know, you're silent but it's like look at the one and she's kind of like smiling nodding her head then they show the next one smiling nodding her head. it's an awkward like 40 seconds of them and also he comes back and he's like yeah and you're staying with me or something. <laughs> like, this mob boss employs more whores than he does henchmen like he has more <laughs> loose women working for him than a person that knows to operate a gun has, that's why he has six million dollars hanging around for to be stolen right because he should actually have these whores actually working for him because his henchmen were terrible <laughs> come on anyways, animal animals so probably whole, like, the whole premise is that he <laughs> one, of, one of his one of, one of, <laughs> is that the guy that laughs all the time yes that's <laughs> the, i call him the cheap john matusak <laughs> it's terrible aims dude (laughs) we talk about an incompetent uh group of henchmen it is the least tactical kidnapping i've ever witnessed (laughs) they just park at the top of a come on open the door (laughs) come on open the door like wouldn't they just knock the they have machine guns knock the door down that's what i'm saying they put on on, ski masks and just start shooting everyone inside what was up with the ski mask why they put ski masks on maybe we should break the window (laughs) (laughs) all right let's go back to that rape scene (laughs) well we're not going back essentially the rape scene is after the uh the kidnapping that that's probably well. The, just here's another thing. There's one of the more, more kidnapping. We can talk eventually about the whole why this guy stole the money and all that stuff eventually. But I mean, the fact that he stole his money, he got that whole ranch killed. I mean, besides the the, the mother and the kid and the goat, I think those are the only three things that stayed alive in that ranch, right? He, he, they killed everybody when they went and kidnapped him. So I hope it's worth that six fucking million dollars. You just sacrificed all these people's lives, you know, six million dollars to owe somebody in the 80s. That's a lot of fucking money. How do you owe someone six million dollars? That's seemed a little. Oh, and he stole it from or them. stole it. Whatever. Yeah. Still, it's like we'll like, get into that. But let's talk let's about your rape, rape and robbery. Let's get some rape and robbery going on. So this is like I didn't a, see any robbery, by the way. Was it like a Saudi Arabian couple or what yeah, was it supposed yeah. to be like a Saudi couple or yeah. something like that? I'm sure it was friends of Amar or whatever. His yeah. Name is Amar. But uh, one guy is all tied up, having to watch his wife get, <laughs> why his bushy wife get raped by three you goons. Know, as soon as I saw that, I was like, Joel's got to have to say something about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw that. I mean, usually you see some bush, but this girl had a mound. She had a mound rocking there. That was, and I was surprised when I, like, you know, normally, like, when you start tearing off the underwear, 
you know, like they kind of fade away or they, but it's like, not, they're like, right. No, I saw some taint there. I think. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I didn't pause, but I'm surprised. It's kind of hard to see. It was really hairy, but, <laughs> but the guy does get away for a little bit until the husband catches up with him. Well, I kind of like when he, when, uh, our good friend, uh, Turk, you know, he's going to save the day. He walks in, doesn't untie the guy, has him <laughs> still watching his wife who's just been raped in front of him, doesn't help him at all, really never captures anybody. I think he might have shot one guy out of all those three bad guys, right? He didn't do anything, really. No, because the uh, other cop is what shot the... The other cop shot that second guy, and then, yeah. and then, the, and then the actual victim <laughs> saves the day. <laughs> the victim gets himself untied, ends up cutting the guy's head off and chopping it. You know, he ends up chopping... Also chopping the guy's hand off, right? Yeah. The victim is actually the winner. Another uh, scene from Samurai Cop is slicing a guy's hand with a machete. Yeah. The exact yeah. same scene. scene. Yeah. He tried it out there. He's like, hey, we can make this better. <laughs> and then how about when Turk, uh, a la, I call him my cheap MacGyver. <laughs> kind of looks like a cheap MacGyver. So he, he catches up with this guy who's about to kill the guy that, just raped, raped, his, raped wife. his wife. Yeah, so this let's, is so let's funny. Listen up on this. Do something, will you? Look, Mister. I know this guy just fucked your wife, but he's our prisoner now. So how about backing off, okay? <laughs> so as soon as he hears that, he cuts the guy's head off. <laughs> he just cuts. The... <laughs> he really just fucked your wife really hard. <laughs> I'm sure you would have let him go until he's like, "Oh, that's right. He did fuck my wife. Thanks a lot for reminding me." <laughs> I know this guy just fucked your wife, <laughs> but you gotta let him go. <laughs> you gotta give it to the director, man. Like he's he does he does think of some pretty interesting lines in some really odd spots. <laughs> that was great. Turk is a horrible negotiator. <laughs> let's um, let's pivot to the actual kidnapping plot of this movie. So. This is where it gets a little tricky to me. Like, the whole movie made sense except for the kidnapping plot. More oh. specifically, the only thing that confused me was uh, who who they were stealing from because they say that this wife or the woman whose son was kidnapped, her husband... Used to work for them. That's the guy... That's Joey Fre- Joe Joey, Fresno? Joey Fresno? Joey, Joey Fresno. Joey Fresno. Yep. Uh, stole $6 million from... The mob boss's wife, because the mob boss died. So now it was like the widowed. I was just thinking it was the mob. I was thinking that that one guy with the beard is like the, was like. The no, so this is what I'm talking about where it's confusing is he said that the mob boss died and the widowed mob boss wife, like during the funeral, he stole six million dollars. Mm. So I, I was like, who who is the mafia boss now? And like, he's not entitled to that six million. No. Because he's, it's not his money that got stolen. I and I never even, I guess I missed that whole line. I was just thinking, okay, these guys are the mobsters. He stole their 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 six million dollars. They want their six million dollars back. That was my whole thought process through the whole movie. The the other thing that kind of tripped me up is not tripped me up, but it's a very poorly again poorly execute uh, plan with the criminals. When they call the the wife, they say. Bring the $6 million to the Chinese theater in Hollywood if you want your kid. She doesn't do that. Like, usually the, the people that are making the ransom, the making the demands, you know, who's in charge make the demands. But she just flat out just ignores them. Usually then it's like, okay, we'll kill the fucking kid. Well, like, I blame them. I mean, they didn't even give a time. No. <laughs> they, 
date and time would help. When, when do you want this? You know, like when do you want me to meet you there? They now? literally called back and were like, you know what? No, we'll actually meet you at your place. That's literally what happens in this movie. Like, doesn't that knowing where the kid is, doesn't that defeat the purpose of a ransom? Because now you can just have the cops come and get the kid. Right? Yeah. Call the FBI, call the CIA, call like the, the National Guard, have them roll up out of this compound and get your extract your kid. This is a missing white kid. They would have been every agency in the fucking country would have been trying to help. Well, especially, <laughs> especially if you're given you're given the bad guys fake money too. You're not giving real, so you're screwing them by giving them fake money. So if you know you're giving them fake money, why stick around? Like as soon well, as you get the bag, they should just took off. Or Joey just got Fresno knew he, knew he wasn't going to make it out of there. That's why he told the kid that it, the money, the real money, was up. His Christmas present was up in the up in the attic. Let's. I have a lot of questions about blood cancer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to get to this too. Like, I think the greatest his, he has he has the greatest story of why he left his family, which is so awesome. It's like, well, yeah, I got sick. Um, I had he's, blood cancer. He's telling his little kid that he's, he's telling his kid this, his right? This. He's like, I got sick, and you know, Daddy was feeling really bad, and Daddy was feeling really sick, and. The only thing that made Daddy happy was being around a bunch of half-naked bitches, <laughs> drugs and alcohol too. He said, he said "Sorry, Daddy needed it." <laughs> so, are you believing the blood cancer, or do you think he made that up? I think he made it all. You know, you know what the kicker was when? Yeah, I didn't tell mommy. That, why would you tell your wife you have blood cancer? Because <laughs> you're gonna leave, dude. <laughs> okay, but hold on, hold on. You're coming home fucked up every night. You know, you're out with the guys gambling and you've you got lipstick on your collar. Why don't you just come home and say, if she says, what's going on with you? Blah, I blah, got blah. blood cancer. I got blood cancer. Why wouldn't you use that? He didn't. I didn't tell he mommy. Was hoping, I, he was I hoping, tell mommy I had he was hoping that he got away with all this and he'd come back afterwards and be like, yeah, you know, the blood cancer has gone. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray. It's a miracle. At first, I'm like, surely he's lying about the blood cancer. Like, all he wants to do is you know, steal from the mob and fuck whores in his backyard of his new, you know, yeah. his new pad, like for sure, whatever guy wants to do. But then I was thinking he doesn't have the 6 million like with him. Nope. So like how the 6 million is still in the attic, the attic of the house. So how is he like paying for all these whores all the time? If he doesn't have money on him, like he doesn't have the 6 million. I don't think they ever said the whole six billion was there. I'm sure he took a little bit. You think he skimmed like four hundred thousand and then you see the size of that bag? There's no way there's six million dollars in that bag. He pulls that little tote bag and it's like six million dollars. It's like I think there's a little less than you six million. A couple there. couple uh duffel bags for that. Yeah, at least. I was then under the assumption that he's like, Yeah, I visited you. I like was watching from your window. Like I was under the assumption then he was like anytime he visited like AK looking through the window is when he would go in the house and take more money, money. and then yeah, keep like, that's probably what was happening. Hey, I just thought in breaking bad and they show that storage unit with all his money in there. How much money was in there? Did he ever say like how much he had? I'm sure they did. I don't recall. Okay. Let's just say it was a couple million. Okay. Now do you see that storage unit? How huge I love money mm-hmm. piles that skid. Yeah, yeah, so that's... this guy had 6 million in that duffel bag where they like hundred thousand dollar bills. Yeah. No. So this movie has the one central plot of kid gets kidnapped, Turk and Jaguar on the on the case to find out where this kid is, even though they know like immediately from Joey um, Joey Fresno where he is. But they make a few pit stops on the way. I just want to mention real quick too. Usually in kidnapping movies, 
they don't really do much harm to the kid. I like that they beat the shit out of this kid a little bit. <laughs> it's kind of nice every once in a while. If this kid, kid gets, gets smacked around good. He gets smacked around a lot. <laughs> yeah, they ain't flying in 2023. <laughs> no. You talking about Dr. Doolittle Jr. <laughs> speaking to the dogs? <laughs> oh, God, we should talk about that part. That was hey, awesome. Hey, dog, help he was, me out here. No, he was so funny because... He was sweet talking the fucking dog. You know, he's like, "Hey, I have a, uh, I have a goat, but when I get home, I'm gonna really get a dog. I, I think dogs are a lot better. You're a nice dog. You're a pretty dog." That Doberman picture would have killed him. Sweet talking and trying to be put him on his side. I was getting a little worried, and I was especially worried when this film ended, because usually, like at the end of the movie, they say like, "No animals, animals were harmed in the making of this film." <laughs> I'm like 95% convinced that they actually shot a real dog in this movie. <laughs> I would be surprised. The dog does get shot in this movie. It feels like they killed a real dog. Because it went down so fast? Or... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, especially Animal 2 seems like an unhinged human being in real life. That he would fire and actually like go full Alec Baldwin and shoot. So what was real, the, what was the purpose? Can I ask real quick? What was the purpose of the dog in that whole scene? The whole ski. you thought there that he was going to be getting sweet talking this dog so the dog would actually save him, you know, like help the him. The dog did save him. No, it didn't. He ended up being the one who actually reached and actually unlocked the door. Correct. I you know, thought but... maybe the dog would run up there and knock up, but no, but the dog and... went and bit on that when he was running away, so he was helping out. He bit on that uh, bad guy's arm. Well, he still got caught. He, he still him. got caught and he went back to his well, jail. It's like the whole tried. scene was a waste the dog of time. Tried. He it was, tried. It was a whole waste of time. You know, like, what did we, what was that whole scene about? Who cares? I think the dog was also a prisoner in, in a, you know, in its, in its own way, a prisoner of a bad gang, bad, bad, bad owners. He just wanted a new, you know, he I, mean, wanted I think it would have been better if they actually did get away, you know, and then they could have, you know, try to find them again or something. But I mean, the kid did get away twice in this movie, like baby's day out featuring animal and spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it kind of was. Well, it, I mean, it was for like a minute, but it would have been funnier if yeah. Oh, he did escape twice. <laughs> Can we talk about Spaghetti? He snitched really qu- Like, again, like Samson snitched immediately. Spaghetti snitched immediately. Like, the cops are not really putting on any pressure no. whatsoever. They don't have to tell the cops anything. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Samson's a really interesting character in general. So what's, you know, it's like, who cares that he was a former... <laughs> A this, former wrestler. Who, why does that even matter? But this whole movie was like that, Gene. The whole movie was like, um, even the kid with the with the uh, the dad. He like he didn't like the dad. He liked the dad. Also, the dad's like, I got a toy for you. Really? I like you, Dad. <laughs> uh, Samson. It's like we know uh, we need to get the, his dad's address. Uh, no, no one wants. He doesn't be talking to anybody. Uh, his kid's in trouble. He's kidnapped. Oh, here, here's his address. Yeah, um, and hey, the whole movie was like that. It was like. The Chinese guy, Mr. Fong or whatever, you know, it's like, I know, I know we already mentioned pressure. Oh yeah, here it is. Here's the book. Here's his address. I don't mean to be all over the place, but you did bring up the, well, I brought up Samson again, but that scene where the black guy ends up going and wrestling with the two girls, that's stripes. Yeah. That was just a complete stripes ripoff. You know, like he goes wrestling with them and then he comes up with both of their swim tops. Oh, and he smiles at the camera with the most weird. Jaguar is the worst partner you want to have because that fucker, all he does is wants to fuck. He's anything to do with women. And he's sex. At the end of the movie, he's rewarded with a 23 year old girl as his partner. (laughs) Just like, here, you better get there to Jaguar. The whorehouse scene. 
the whole whorehouse scene was great too. Yeah, at the end, let's was, get to Mister Fong. Whorehouse. I felt comfortable for that female cop at the end. Yeah, uh, here you go. Here's your new partner. It's Jaguar. He's drooling. We got a God. taste. We got a taste at Mister Fong's whorehouse of the most racist two lines I've ever seen in a movie, ever. I don't ever okay, in a movie. Joel, ever. Joel, can I can I disagree with you? Okay. That I actually don't think it's racist because. It was double racist, so it's like a double negative. Where it cancels it, it cancels it. I was just gonna say he, it was double racist. But he has the black it. joke, but he does it in an Asian voice. So tell the like, Asian guy <laughs> that's so racist. Was that an office episode where Michael Scott says something like double indemnity. It's like, I don't think you he's know a what very, that means. How, I can't do an Asian voice. You can do an Asian voice. Oh, I can. Mr. Be Fong. a very rich man, been saving all his welfare checks for years. <laughs> it's like the ultra rare double racism. <laughs> You'll get that often. Mr. Tongue. It's Tongue. <laughs> but this whorehouse scene, like, there's slapstick comedy in the sense that, like, they go through every single room in this whorehouse and they have a one liner, they enter, one liner, exit. Enter, one-liner, exit. Room 68. <laughs> Didn't she say, I'll give you a 68? I'll give you a 68. Uh, you, you owe me one. You owe me one. And, and no, then, you go, I'll eat you and you owe me one or something. Yeah, That's and, a 68. And, and, yeah. and, then, and, then, and then Jaguar's like, I bought that one. I bought that one. <laughs> <laughs> Turk's like, come on, Jaguar, you fucking horny bastard. We got, we got a kid to find. <laughs> we got time for oil wrestling and hookers. <laughs> Always time for she was the nicest. Always time for hookers for she was the nicest one in the movie so far. By the way, big time cameo, a big time get uh, with uh, uh, Prince of Africa is in this movie. Yeah, the prince, not a country of Africa, the continent of (laughs) Africa, (laughs) and uh, very interesting. Again, racist. Like, oh, you're that guy. You look like that guy we busted for coke last week (laughs) (laughs) because he's black. Yeah. And why did he stumble into the pool afterwards? I don't. I didn't even get that at all. Is that part, was that just a mistake or what was that? That was weird. It was a weird whorehouse. I would not go in those pools, by the way. Those little oh, yes. in each of those Jesus rooms. Christ, Sybaris West. Foam, yeah. That was Sybaris. That's not foam, Mister Fong. Sybaris. That's not foam floating in there. <laughs> there was no beds at this whorehouse. No. It was all like weird. Just pool. It was like, no. It was a pool. There was like one where it was like a it was a Couches. table. Like a, a, a lady was on a cot. Like there was like there was no. <laughs> were they betting on her? Were they gambling on her? Or were they eating they a buffet? I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out what they're doing. I think there was, like, there was like nachos body. in the center of her belly and shit. Too. No, they were playing cards <laughs> on her naked body. It was, like... it was both. They were both eating. Oh, were they? Sushi <laughs> off her nipples, and then they were oh, also geez. playing like. <laughs> Go fish. It was no, a weird that, scene. What's that game from uh from uh Potawatomi? Punk uh, Mahjong? What's it called? It's an Asian game that really popular. Uh uh yeah, god dang it out. <laughs> Danny Danny knows that I forgot what it was, but he used to think yeah, play it. Like Mai Tai or some shit. No, that's a drink, but Mahjong? No, it's not Mahjong. We'll think about it, we'll find it. <laughs> You gonna describe the game at all or no? I don't even know. I it, never played it's it. It's a it's a card game, but it's but it's like, an a, like, it's, an it's always got like a thousand Hmong about. dudes playing it. Anyways, let's that could stuff. I didn't that. know that Arby's had coffee. They do. Is that oh, a yeah. is that an old thing or is that the 
Did um, they get replaced by McDonald's? Um, they always had coffee. I mean, every 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 fast food place has coffee. Yeah, but I would never have thought that, that would be the place you choose to go and drink coffee. <laughs> Your kid just gets kidnapped. It's like, do you think? Come on, let's go get some. Do you coffee. think what's? I keep forgetting the director's name. I can't pronounce it anyways. Amir. Amir. Do you think Shabai? Amir thought that if he kept on putting places like Arby's? I don't know. The other thing that he always showed is Pepsi. Pepsi was all over the place. He had when he went into the whorehouse, they had like a pyramid of Pepsis right in front of the I checkout thing. There was Pepsi. He focused it on Pepsi on the side of another building. I'm like, does he think that maybe after the movie's out that maybe Pepsi or Arby's will like throw him some money for advertising or something? Is that what he's that what he's thinking the whole time? Definitely. <laughs> like this movie's gonna be so big that Pepsi's gonna want to be in my next film again. <laughs> Another thing about this movie is we talked about how um, like every single dialogue in this movie describes the scene or the plot, but so does the music. The, 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 the made the, I guess the, the songs made for this movie were probably made by a friend. Here's the lyrics to a song when the woman goes to Hollywood. I, I, I know you're talking about. Yeah. Small town girl in the city, (laughs) lost in the shadows long, forced to go on a mission, forced to go in alone. Desperation. (laughs) I I, I remember that part. I was like, fuck, she's got her own theme song. She has her own theme song in this movie. It's hilarious. Yeah. Small town girl in the big city. (laughs) And you show her walking around in the city or whatever. It reminded me of that scene in, um, in basketball. When he's driving, when Trey Parker's driving his car, and that song that describes like his entire situation. <laughs> now you're driving down the left lane. <laughs> you still haven't got the herpes checked out. You know, it's like it was. <laughs> yeah, it was this uh, movie uh, sound in this movie was sl- pornish slash. It was like it was eighties, eighties, yeah. Pie gal per- poker is what I was. Pie gal, pie gal. Poker. I was close to my tie. <laughs> the drink. <laughs> Quick question for you too. Is a police precinct the worst place to operate a hot dog stand? <laughs> I, I would think it's the best place to operate a hot dog stand. Donuts would probably eat the donut. I think I think hot dogs would go a lot a lot lot easier. Like you know, they only have seconds to go get out and you just walk run outside. You don't have time to sit in line somewhere. Hot dog stands are pretty quick. They have them all ready to go. That's true. There's women being raped and murdered next <laughs> right across the street. Right you gotta get. You gotta be able to catch a hot dog real quick go. and then go go handle that. Okay, let me make my uh, case for why it's not a good place. Okay. First off, half your clientele are uh, prisoners. They can't. You know, not only can they not afford it, and essentially because they are being handcuffed, most of about to go to jail. Most people that are in the precinct aren't are going to go to jail for the most a day or two. And when they get out, they get their money back, and they're probably really hungry after eating all that shit in jail. So they would probably want a nice hot dog when they come out. I have to disagree with you there, Gene. Second point, it also, I guess, is more of a mark on the hot dog vendor in this movie, but it seems like she's giving out free hot dogs daily. So I don't know where <laughs> she's making any profit. It's just for Turk. She's trying to fuck Turk, let's <laughs> yeah. be honest. She's trying to fuck Turk. That's what's happening there. Who isn't trying to fuck Turk, though? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Rosie? <laughs> yeah. Well, she grabs him by the penis. She and then she after she leaves, she goes, "Hey, Turk, pretty good junk there." I think she says, "Like, well done, right?" Well done, like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> bravo. Okay, I have a I, I have a potential worst place for a hot dog stand library. 
worst place. I feel like no one's no going one's to library and then immediately coming back and be like, you know, I'm hungry. Nope. After picking up a book. I agree. Yeah, nerds don't like hot dogs either. Nor masturbators <laughs> at the public computer. True. <laughs> They're more thirsty. I can't believe we've gone 32 minutes have, and we have, haven't I, talked I have, about... I have, oh, I have the worst place yeah, for a hot dog stand. Women's aerobics center. <laughs> There's not one fucking person leaving or coming to a women's aerobics center who's going to fucking have a hot dog. True. No, no, if you had some like vegan something or some fucking, you know, vegan dog stand, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so you're saying me opening up a wiener schnitzel next to curves is a bad decision? <laughs> Horrible. Well, curves, maybe you should do it there. There's some fat ass bitches over there. <laughs> I would say if it's like it's you know, about hot yoga, <laughs> that you would okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry, anybody who's going to curve. <laughs> <laughs> we just lost our curves sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> An actual dog stand would probably work out at Mr. Fong's for Mr. Fong's place. <laughs> that would. That looks like a good clientele. Oh, you got a dog on a stick. <laughs> Yummy. I mean, they are definitely hungry after fucking nonstop. So. I, would, I would think under, you know, behind, like outside of any corn Long shops, fuck. corn shops, milk shops. <laughs> be perfect. Again, I was going to say oh, 32 minutes. Now we're 33 minutes in, and we have yet to talk about uh, what's the boy's name in this movie? Stevie. Stevie washing goat's balls too much. <laughs> Did you hear the name of his goat? Sambo. Sambo. <laughs> like, okay. Jesus Christ, Amir. <laughs> I still think they should have took off one of his fucking fingers just to kind of show him who was boss a little bit because that kid was getting a little, little, I mean, little mouthy. He was getting a little, them, yeah. little mouthy to them. They're already giving him black eyes. Might yeah, as no, but well he's getting a little mouthy still. Few, you know, know, take off a finger. Yeah. I'm sure Amir was all for that. And they're probably uh, some of the <laughs> other people are like, no, come on now. We can't, <laughs> we can't do that. We can smack him around a bit, but. <laughs> I don't understand the ending of this film. So they rescue the kid. They kill all of his henchmen. Like, what left does the mafia boss have to gain? Like, he lost all his men. Like, what is... They clearly aren't giving him the $6 million now. Like, what makes you think after they kill all your f- workers that you... This part confused the hell out of me. Well, I... I mean, the rea- all in all reality, I guess they still are looking for the six million. So maybe that's that why they kill. Like, like the thing is, why would they have killed? You know what? Right when they saw the fake six million, why would you start shooting at these people? Well, they the let idea, them go. The idea, the, idea, a- the idea is to follow them so you can actually find out where the fucking real six million is. You don't kill them because now you're never gonna get yeah. your six what million. What you do is you grab um, the husband. I forgot his name. Um, Joey Fresno. Joey Fresno. Got actually stole the six million. Do you think Joey you Fresno gra- was from Fresno? Is that, you just is that grab that? him, and you just like you said, you just start like taking a finger, chopping it off. Where's the money? Yeah, yeah. Chopping off, shoot him in the kneecap. We never really have money? a good like, torture scene. That there was, wasn't, that was, that, you know, yeah. it's like that's pretty damn simple. Yeah. You don't need to kidnap his kid. You don't need to do all this stuff. It's it's the world again, the world's worst. Wow. Uh, like petty criminals like in the sense that they kidnap this kid they murder every single person in this commune yet they don't turn over any bed sheets they don't like yeah. look in any closets if all you have to do is look in this closet and the six million dollars is in the closet in this home they didn't once after like don't kidnap the kid search the house first yeah, ransack the fucking house what they are though is they're equal opportunity employers because there was italians mexicans 
Asians. They were all working for these bad guys. They had a whole group of of all types of people. <laughs> I I think that's like what um, our director was thinking. He's like, I can say any much racist shit I want. I have everybody here. Everybody's <laughs> what, what? at the table here. I can say whatever the fuck <laughs> I want. What was with the Asian people in the in the yard like practicing karate and stuff? <laughs> I mean, it's, why is <laughs> every time you have an Asian, you have to have karate shit going on <laughs> at all? Why is that always? It's there like, was a full blown academy in the backyard, like uh, martial arts training. But it's, at, again, like this didn't come in handy. This didn't come to use in the film. Like no. they immediately just got shot up. Same thing in Mr. Tongs. <laughs> Mr. Tongs had a whole group of, of of fighters too in his in his shop. Instead of like practicing martial arts, go through these houses. Go find <laughs> the money. Yeah, you got three hundred damn workers. Have them go do some shit here. What are these whores doing? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I was around the house cooking. And they're fucking animal on the ground or on the on the floor. But <laughs> that only is what an hour of the day. What are they doing the other twenty-three? Well, that's why. That's why these guys have no energy to go find find this money. They're fucking these girls all day long. <laughs> Let's talk about animal. <laughs> this is animal. Cheap down with two sack. This is, oh, this is an art thing. This gunfire in this movie? It was like a, we, a cowboy western with yeah. all the, the freaking gunfire. Uh, here, okay, here comes. This is what he does to the whole movie. Oh, shit. I thought it was coming up. That's where he shoots the guy with the well, shotgun. This music reminds me. I'm like, I can't hear anything because you're not, I don't see any, I only hear music, but... Um, it reminds me of what half this movie is, which is running away from somebody. This, That's yeah. like half this movie is Everything just people is running, running away running, from people. Running. I think if you were a cross-country runner, you would love this fucking movie because you're just <laughs> watching what you do every day. Sorry. I thought I had it lined up, but... I'm just going to call you ugly. <laughs> like animal does. <laughs> oh, wait. But this is a good uh, precursor of what our movie is about. This music... And just <laughs> animal laughing constantly. Did you guys like the? Uh, yeah, wait, wait! I gotta finish oh, this off. Yeah. I just lost. Oh, sure. It's only another ten more minutes. Sure. Everything froze on me now. Okay, while he's doing that, how do you guys oh, like the side? Right. <laughs> Relax, honey. Just drop the gun. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna shoot you. <laughs> I'm just gonna scream brains out. <laughs> The whole movie, that laugh was brutal. Um, what do you guys think about the sergeant? I, I like the sergeant a lot. He's, is, is he the same? He's not the same sergeant from from uh, the other cop movie, but he reminds me of uh, exactly of him. I'm not sure it's the same. Oh, actor. you mean the captain? The captain. Yeah. It's not the, the same actor, but it's the same prototype. He when he was talking about how damn damn Tums, I'm on Tums. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm in Tums, Tums Marathon. Tums is it Tums Festival? Tums yeah. Festival. Every day is a Tums, <laughs> Every day is a Tums Festival. Every day is a Tums God damn it, festival. Turkey! <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That was still like lethal weapon and. <laughs> He's asking him to hand in his badge, like just every You're day. You want to go shit right now? <laughs> Turkey went to a, you know, a whorehouse. Hand in your badge. Turkey went to Arby's Coffee. Hand in your badge. Just constantly handing in his badge for the day. <laughs> Turkey saved a rape and robbery. Hand in your badge. <laughs> you didn't wait for Lieutenant Maxwell. <laughs> Jaguar, you're banging chicks all the time in oil wrestling. Good job. You get a raise. <laughs> do you want to do you want to talk about anything else in this movie or do you want to get to segments? 
Um, here, let me just look and see. We can just go off of what I, I wrote a couple of things. There was one scene where, um, in this gunfight scene, actually the one I just had right here, um, Turk had the female, I don't know what her name was, the mom, hide, hiding behind a hay bale. Did you guys notice that in that shootout? It's like, here, get behind here. It's like a hay bale is going to stop a bullet. Uh, let's see. What's, oh, how about the line? You ain't Clint Westwood. Instead of Clint Eastwood. Uh, I think that was it. So we should go to segments? Go to segments. Sure. <laughs> I can get some of my stuff If you stuff can in remember anything, itself. then we'll come back. We'll always circle back. Sure. Golden onion. And only your golden onion. Well, Joel kind of... Stole from me to me was Turk with the uh, Chinese racist. <laughs> I'm the only one that can use the damn Chinese uh, racist voice in this podcast. Well, I'm gonna say the Golden Onion was definitely the mom. The mom was the, without a doubt the worst actress in this freaking movie. I mean, yes, we know she, we know you love your son, but it's like every line is like I just want to get him, and it just that was she's now does she really miss her husband? Is it or? You know, I'm, I don't know. I was just confused by the whole deal. Mom I think she awful. wants just $6 million. That's all, she, that's all she cares about, right? I mean, no, she's no. literally fucking Turk while her kid's playing N64 in the other room. <laughs> I don't think she cares about I her would husband. Say, uh, yeah, I would say the fucking goat was a better actor in this movie than she was. <laughs> I want to pick, it's not my golden onion, but I want to piggyback on Turk's police procedurals. Um, there's no like investigating or questioning. It's just immediate like bullying and threatening. Um, he definitely knows that they need backup though. <laughs> he he didn't want to go over there by himself. He knew this was gonna go bad. Well the thing is like why call for backup, like we said, just call for <laughs> the the call call in the Air Force. <laughs> Bomb this fucking place. Like, <laughs> it's clearly full of bad guys. They're doing it in the open. They're doing it in the backyard. They're evil shit. They're not even being uh, uh, quiet about it. <laughs> when they, when they, when they, when they, I have to ask this question. When they um, saved, I'm sorry, this is out, out of the, the our, our topics, but um, when they rescued the kid for the second time, I think it was, when he was up in that, like on a on a hill up in that house, was that the same hill and house from? The other movie? Sure was. They used the same locations for all four of his films. It looked exactly like the same. It was the same scene where they were going to rescue somebody. Uh, The bad guy was in bed with the chick. (laughs) You know, she's naked. They're having sex and get interrupted. All the outdoor, like the houses and the barns and all. It's yeah. It was that and Samurai Cop. The even the um, outside chase scenes and everything was all the same. And I noticed everything was like during the day. There was not like no night scenes ever. It was all during the day. I give him one. I'm going to give him one bit of um, advice. No, not advice. Uh, I'm going to give him like uh, kudos. <laughs> the actual action scenes are not actually horrible, like driving scenes, crashing scenes. It's not like there's been some bad ones you see when someone like kind of runs and like, right. he actually doesn't do too bad in those kind of scenes. Which begs me to like, why don't you make your sound better? Yeah. If like, you can do that with your. Drive. You can edit your driving and do all that stuff, but you can't get the sound right. You can light Speaking. a henchman on fire and he runs right. for thirty yeah. seconds yes. on fire. But you can't get a kid to say a line. Right. And make you it sound you can't all right. Edit that out. <laughs> okay. My golden onion goes out to the captain's stomach. <laughs> Goddamn tums. Goddamn tums. <laughs> he was heart and soul ward. 
without a doubt, the kid. I mean, the kid played a battered kid really well. I thought, you know, I felt sorry for him. <laughs> he had my heart with the dog. I know. I don't know. <laughs> Mine goes to the dog. I know you don't like it, but the dog fucking gave his life. Gave his life for the kid. I am floored that neither of you chose animal. <laughs> animal personifies the heart and soul award. He he is nonstop maniacally laughing. He In is, character, ninety five percent of the time, he like, is nonstop spazzing. He's constantly drunk, pissed drunk this whole movie. He is nonstop punching children at any opportunity he gets. He is giving it one hundred and fifty percent. He doesn't take one scene off. And he loves to fuck on the floor. <laughs> why? And you know why? I love bruises. That's what he she, said. she goes, I want to get bruised up. He's like, I love bruises. <laughs> Even like a, a quiet scene, like playing cards with the fellas leads to him like getting aggro. Seaword <laughs> <laughs> of the movie. Mine is cockhold. Not cuckold, cockhold. Rosie the cop grabs oh, Turk nice. by the cock and just grabs a hold of it when she's trying to when he's trying to make out with her or you know trying to smooch her up, and she grabs a hold of that thing. So mine's cockhold. I was initially going to say clairvoyant because it feels like a mirror. Shervan has like a word of the day learning the English language, and that day on set it was clairvoyant because there was a one scene where Turk. And the captain both say clairvoyant four times. But I'm actually instead, something piggybacking off of Marty, convincing. Uh, Rebecca is very convincing this movie. She just needs to say please, and Turk will do anything she wants. See, I was going to use a word like convincing, but I'll try to use a different one. I'll use conceivable. Um, it is very conceivable that that Jaguar would want to fuck all these girls that are walking around because I did too. <laughs> Before we get into another, um, any of our old, or I guess, yeah, our recurring segments, I have one that my buddy Nick and I used to do. We used to, uh, when he was called the bar, he used to have fake name of the week. And I think I'm going to bring this back because I m- might not even be for the week. It might be permanently. I love the name Joey Fresno. <laughs> I feel like if I ever become like a gambling addict and I, you know, move out to Reno and that's a bookie name right that there. Joey Fresno is an all-time bookie name. <laughs> He's in the hole from the Australian Open. <laughs> hey Joey Fresno, give me two dimes on Frisco, huh? <laughs> Eric Oak Creek don't or is it Gene Oak Creek doesn't work. <laughs> no, not enough sunshine. To pull off Joey Fresno, that's you got to be. You have to have leathery skin for Joey Fresno. What's the, what was uh um, Dice Man's uh, name from um the Dice movie that he was in? Do you remember? It was the name of the movie. <sighs> Shit, he had a great name just yeah. like that. Ford Fairlane. Ford, Ford Fairlane. Fairlane. Yeah, that's a good one too. Do you have? How is this person not in this movie? Mm. Not really. I never thought about that. This movie was made in 19, what year? 89, Seven. 87. Maybe John, you mean you said this was a, a, a ripoff John Matuzak. Maybe we should have had John Matuzak. When did he die? Could have had John Matuzak play I don't know. that character. That would have been a good character for him. He would have been laughing. Been Either great. that a guy that played, uh, what's his name, in Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, 
Oh yeah. Oh, but that was John Matuzak. Ogre? Yeah, yeah, Ogre wasn't John. I don't think it was John Matuzak. No, no, no different. Was, yeah. died. He died in '89. See, he could have played it. It would have been one of his last gold awards, there, man. Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds was also in Bloodsport, so he probably was. I think, yeah, that'd been good. Donald Gibb, but I, I don't name. see Ogre laughing like no, but like our animal. But Tuzak could do that. Donald crazy. Gibb's still alive. So, mm. um, I have how is Robert Zadar not in this movie? He was in all the other Amir Shavan. He's like the bad guy with the insanely yeah. big jaw. He was yeah. in Samurai Cop. Yeah. He's awesome. in the other two. So the fact that he was in the three other Amir Shavan movies but wasn't in this one is. Definitely a swing and miss. He he must have been a fan of this first movie and then got got oh, into yeah. the rest of them. Do you have um like a prequel, sequel, remake of this movie? Yeah, it's called Samurai Cap. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I again, I always look at the character and like I want to follow that person. What's going on? I want to follow the captain. I want to see what's up with him, Mister Tums guy. <laughs> I want to see his his story, like where he started, maybe. Now. This was Hollywood cop. What would be a better location that would be would be it would have been a, a, a funnier location that could have been brought more Harlem Harlem cop. It's a whole different one. But um, how about something like, you know. Tampa, <laughs> Tampa, Tampa cop. cop. <laughs> a real kind of Jacksonville cop. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a redneckish. But you know, yeah. Floridan. <laughs> You're talking about like what character can you follow in this movie? To me, that is it's not even a cop movie, the, the sequel. It's a like a law movie. It's a Lincoln lawyer type movie, and it follows the case against Jaguar after his coworker accuses him of sexual assault or rape because well, that's what happens on day one. She almost looked ready for it right off the bat, which True. is like, you know, kind of weird too. It's like, yeah, hey, I'm your new partner. 24-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> How quick he leaves his partner for that shit. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, were there reviews for this movie? Yeah, but they're eh, they're not good. Um, I got a, I got a quote. Is that okay? Yeah. Remember that part when Joe was dying and he's laying there and they go, uh, um, you're, you know, Joe, Joe, we can help you. You know, what's going on? And where's that money? He wouldn't tell him. And he's like, we can't save you, but we can save the kid. <laughs> you don't tell a dying person. Uh, we can't save you, but we can save the kid. I thought that was pretty funny. And then the other one was the little kid was, being held captive and Turk comes and he knocks on a door and the kid's like, who is it? <laughs> I'm busting out laughing. It's like, <laughs> did you find it funny? Like the kid's like, who is it? Like he's being held captive. Uh, all right. Maybe that's just my humor. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Now I, I know we don't have other reviews, but guess what we got in the mail <laughs> this week? Uh Oh, what do we got? A letter from Racine Correctional Institution. Oh, our buddy Randy. Randy wrote us a letter. <laughs> Can't wait. Here it goes. Let me read Gene it. shaking his head. <laughs> hey, barely watchable podcast. <laughs> Randy here from Racine Correctional Institution. I like how he puts that in there. <laughs> um, I've been loving the podcast. I remember when I told you guys that I'd be getting out soon and I could maybe be on the cast. 
<laughs> Why does he sound like he's actually talking to us? But go ahead. Unfortunately, I had what's this word here? Oh, I got in a little argument with Earl on cell block H. Earl, I was so mad I made a shiv out of a piece of soap. I was about to stab him, but it slipped out of my hand, and he grabbed it and stuck it up my, you know what. So, unfortunately, we both got busted, and I'm going to be here for another six months. Don't drop that soap, Randy. But I want to say how much I'm enjoying, and I have some suggestions moving forward for some movies that you guys wouldn't mind maybe thinking about reviewing. <laughs> Such a good. I like how you got the voice, too, going down. So, so uh, one of them is called... an Asian voice. <laughs> one of them is called Women in Cell Block 8. Ooh. Another one that me and the boys would love to see is Chained Heat. <laughs> I and think then, I know where he's going here. And then my favorite would be Black Mama, White Mama, starring the beautiful Pam, <laughs> Pam, Pam Greer. Greer, man. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't wait to see her. I like how Ra- old... uh, Randy didn't know who stars in it, but you did. That's <laughs> impressive. Friend, yeah. I actually wrote him back and said Greer, and then he wrote back. I couldn't read her. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, did he just say Pam G something with a question I couldn't, mark? I couldn't, I couldn't read his writing. Read, I couldn't yeah. read his writing okay. here. But uh, here he ends. He I ends don't it. think they get pencils. They have crayons there. So. But he ends it here with a real funny thing. He says, "P.S. I know you have that horny button, but don't always play that. I kind of enjoy when Joel describes all all of those scenes in more detail. Me and the guys really enjoy it. Thanks a lot. Love the show. All right. I love how Randy knows how to use P.S. too. That's pretty cool. It's a good pen pal. Yeah. Thanks, Randy. Yeah, Randy, we'll try some. We'll look at some, one of those movies. We'll definitely try to try to get one of those in here. I love me some Pam Greer, so I'm all over that. So, we, do we have an idea? Are we gonna are we gonna wait a little bit? We're gonna do some kind of a Valentine special, or what's happening here? Well, before that, finish our segments. Oh, I didn't even know we were. We're trying to apologize. Would you recommend this movie, Drunk High or Sober? All of the above. Oh, man, would you recommend this movie? I would. I mean, I think this is a. I think all his movies. I would probably recommend all four. I haven't even seen the other two yet, but definitely Samurai Cop. I think all four of these. I mean, I think these Samurai movies, Cop definitely, definitely Samurai Cop, and then Hollywood Cops too. I me. think that they're so badly put together that it's not one that it's hard to watch because you're laughing like, oh my god, you know. There's always something that kind of laughs in the back of your head. I don't think it's horrible to watch. They get a little long, you know. They're long, but we could fun. have a lot, a little bit less running, a little bit less car driving, and we could have probably shortened this up a little bit, but. Um, I like his movies. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. You got to watch movies. this movie. It's funny as hell. It's also a good background movie, like, because you could be doing something. And then it's like, okay, now, you know, I'm working in the shop. And then oh, I look and see, and he's going to the brothel. I can have five minutes to sit down and watch the brothel scene, you know. Yeah. Um, doing something. All of a sudden, oh, you see some bush, and you're all like, of a sudden, oh, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, you see a decapitation. <laughs> you know, you got, you're got you in. Uh, you can almost do all a drinking game. See- Every time you see bush, you take a drink. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's what some other good ones you can do? Like, you know, does Turk's hair count as Bush? <laughs> when Jaguar, you know, tries to hit on somebody. Every time Jaguar drink. says some horny comment, <laughs> you take a drink. That'd be a good drinking game, this movie. I'm not even convinced. Now I'm thinking about that Jaguar is actually a cop. It just seems like he's, you know, like how, like, what was that movie with Kevin Hart when he just tags along? And, uh, oh, yeah. I think it might actually be called Tag Along. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> when he just tags along with like the, the ice yeah. cubes, the cop, and yeah. like he just is there to provide sassy commentary. I think that's what Jaguar was in this movie. He's just like a friend that's just because they never once show a badge or any like they never, never tries to solve a case or nothing. No. Right? He just <laughs> he just he does a poor job of 
keeping him out of that hospital room. That was like the only thing he did in his job. <laughs> yeah. So next, we're not going to have one next week. Uh, people on this podcast are going on vacation. So it'll be the week after. Uh, we'll be Valentine's around Valentine's. So we're going to do a Valentine's Day movie. We don't know the movie yet. I'm doing some some research. There's a few good ones. There's uh, Accidental in Love. Uh, Jessica Biel gets a nail through her head. Uh, we got to do it the 14th. The 14th? It's a Wednesday. And the reason why we do that, I leave on the 15th to go to El Paso. Noted. But yeah, there's a few movies we're working out now. We'll leave it as a surprise. You'll see it when the when the website comes up. Then you'll see the movie. So Sweet. Any other final comments on Hollywood Cop? I would say this actor um, that played Turk. Cheap MacGyver? Was better than the actor that played. He had the same hair that went through the whole movie. <laughs> That's fine. I think he did a better job at yeah, acting than than the other one. What do you think? No? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I still like, as a movie, though, Samurai Cop was better, but Hollywood Cop is still worth a, worth a look. Ain't nothing else? Is that it? No. All right. Peace out. Roll it out. <laughs> Oddly enough, this movie was less racist than 48 Hours. This is definitely those cop movies. But I was yeah, thinking yeah, of yeah, uh, Eddie Murphy yeah, cop movie, and I was like yeah. thinking about how racist 48 Hours was. I was like, that was... Yeah.